Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting the Tone. This one I'm really, really excited to bring you. Today is our attempt album special. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode from Setting the Tone. Gotta be honest, it's been a while. I hope everyone is good, everyone is doing well. Today is our attempt album special. Simply what that means is I have got a wonderful interview coming up with Zach and Harrison from Tempt um, to discuss their debut album coming out on the 25th of August, which is literally next month, not far away. Um, we, we break down, you know, the thoughts, the album process. We talk about their European run. If you were fortunate enough to catch them on two of the UK shows last summer, uh, their debut London show and their debut download festival in the Dog 2 stage. We touched on that as well, as well as the memories and so much more. Stick around because it's a jam-packed interview. Coming right up over, I'll be playing your track from Temp's debut album. Stick around because after that we'll be going straight into our interview attempt. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Yeah. 
Hello everyone and welcome back. So that was the track Living Dangerous, taken from Temp's debut album, self-titled Temp. It's out on the 25th of August. I will be putting pre-order links on Set and Tone's Facebook page and there will be a link in the um, Set and Tone's Instagram account as well. So please make sure you check those out. Coming right up is our interview with Zach and Harrison of Tempt. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did speaking to the guys about the album. Stick around because we'll be bringing you much more right after the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode from Set the Time. We're joined by Tempt, Zach and Harrison. Welcome back to Set the Time. Yeah, thanks for having it's us. Good to see you. Yeah, it's been great. It's absolutely awesome. Um, going to jump straight into it because there's some exciting news from yourselves this past couple of weeks. I see there's an announcement of the release of your debut album next month yeah a long time coming well you know we finished this record you know in the first year of covid and we've just been kind of waiting to put it out waiting for the music business to get back and we're so excited about it we're uh it's uh it's a pretty amazing record i think yeah well it feels good to actually have a date on it too because yeah. we were teasing it to all to everybody for so long we have a date we have a date we promise and then now that it's finally out there we can be august 25th the record's coming out yeah you think that those people almost kind of kind of guys you keep telling me it's coming but i've given up hope it's not going to happen you keep saying <laughs> i will say I think we had a few of those but we're uh but now we've proved the the doubters wrong well <laughs> and the, i will say the tempt faithful are very patient they so, are so i got to give them credit because they've stuck with us for a couple of years of of us just teasing things and we put out some <laughs> stuff but you know they're getting rewarded now we all are let's talk about the album let's how did this one come together in terms of lyrical themes um ideas etc how did this come together when when putting together and in the studio well um you know we always are very collaborative writers so for most of the songs every song has a different process to it you know some of the songs like a song like golden tongue which will we have a single for that uh, that'll be coming out when the record is released. We're actually just about to go do the music video for it in like three days. Yep. Um, but a song like that, you know, that was a perfect example of a song where we just were all together um, at one of our houses and just wrote it like, you know, in a night, you know, a few hours. And then some of the tracks, you know, are a little bit different, but, you know, everything just kind of really came together organically. And it's just a record that we want and a song and songs that we want to hear where we think rock music should be. And I think that's why the album is resonating so much with people because it's not just uh it's just it's not just a rock thing that's a throwback or something. It's you know, we really take our hard rock roots and we putting them into songs with production and styles that are really trying to bring rock forward for, you know, our generation and uh and just and just change rock up a little bit. And and the interesting interesting thing about us writing this album is that yeah, we it's not like we wrote all the songs in like a like a month or like a two, two week period. The mm -hmm. songs came, we'd write a couple here, then we'd like then a month ago by I'd write a couple, go back to one of them. So they uh, the songs like correct me if I'm wrong, they all kind of came at different times. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there are you know more emotional uh songs. You know, burn me down that we the single that we just released is definitely more of like an emotional like sick love feeling song. Um. But there's there's just a there's a lot of just upbeat bangers on there. I'm just excited that it's coming out and, you know, <laughs> you know, that people can have a chance to listen for themselves and pick out their own favorites. And that's the stuff I look forward to most. I think one of the things that I've noticed about yourself is you touch on doing your own thing with your own sounding rock. There's a lot of bands that are doing rock, where, you know, and these are all great bands like Old Bridge, Shinedown, and they've all got kind of got that hard rock crunchy guitar sound, which you guys are kind of bringing rock back with that stadium kind of feel, that Bon Jovi kind of feel. 
Yeah, because I, you know, we we have obviously have our roots in, you know, 70s and 80s rock. And what we love about that stuff is, you know, there's two elements of it. There's the songwriting element, which is, you know, those were all songs that were, you know, top 40 songs that were, you know, you heard along Michael Jackson and people like pop acts and stuff back then. And also the, you know, live performance aspect, putting on a show. And I think what our real vision for the band and especially this record is, you know, how do we bring those kind of timeless uh, melodies and and sounds into the 21st century properly with rock music that's upbeat, exciting, energetic, but it's not just recreating what's already been done. How do we bring that into the future? How do we do things like on a song like Golden Tongue, incorporate R&B elements, hip hop elements, you know, auto tune, production, <laughs> you know, production sounds that are people don't associate necessarily with rock music, but that are dom- been dominant for the last, you know, 10 years of pop music. And how do we bring that into what we like about, you know, classic rock and timeless rock and make that into a new sound that hasn't really been fully explored or heard before in in kind of our own way what's the what's the album about in general is it just a a little bit of everything love uh, love songs um heartbreak just a bit of everything in there yeah i think it's definitely a bit of everything um, it's a bit of everything and it's also i think you know part of the one of the ideas that um our producer and mixer and manager chris lord algae had is there's a real progression on the album from start to finish so the first half of the album is much more kind of um, our roots, uh, you know, still with the the tempt sound, but much more of kind of straight ahead rock. And then the second half of the album is a bit more of kind of the direction we discovered and are going in with our vision of, you know, um, incorporating some different kind of elements that you don't really hear in rock music to make that sound that di- I think really differentiates us from a lot of uh current active rock artists like on a track like golden tongue or sneaking around and stuff like that so i think the the album itself the way it's laid out is a bit of a discovery of our kind of writing styles and how we've been progressing as a band what was the um kind of like the creative freedom like with the, from the label were they very much like a, a hands-off process or and kind of go here you go here you go boys here's your canvas go paint or were they kind of a bit hands-on with with the album they were they were very supportive of us i mean they really for the most part let us do our thing well, they, they, we, they 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 alan i was gonna say the head of our label did come down um and listen to the record and we listened to the entire record with him and you know we went over it and you know he made some little tweaks raise the claps yeah <laughs> there's one song where he's like turn the claps up we're like okay oh. but um <laughs> no i mean we basically del- we basically the label pretty much signed us from hearing what we had done yeah you know so we had um uh, they signed us from hearing a few songs that were the preliminary songs that we had worked on and mixed with Chris Lord Algae. And then we had total freedom and we just delivered the record that we wanted to write to the label. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, what were your emotions like in terms of nerves, happiness? You're setting out to make this debut album. You know, you obviously putting this album out onto the world. What's, what's kind of the emotions like right now? It's, it's very exciting. And, and the, you know, one thing, that we've talked about before is that because we've had this album done for a while, we have been able to play a lot of the albums. Well, not a lot, all of the album songs live. So we see people's reactions. Like when we were in Europe last summer, a lot of like most of the set we played was the record and we, you know, threw in a cover or whatever, but um, that's, that's a really rewarding process. And to see that people are into it live gives me a good feeling that people are going to be into the recorded. version. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really, really just, amped excited you know i the bet 
the only way the last summer could have been better is if we went out there and there was a record with us because uh that was just an incredible experience and just excited that people will have something to put their hands on we have limited edition you know physical cds we're going to sign and you know for people to stream it as well it's just it's an exciting time yeah definitely i i agree with you there the best way to see how something's going down with an audience is for you guys to see it in person and see what the reaction was like and i'll t- i'll come on to download in a minute but it was so cool to see a band that not many people from my understanding would have heard of so into you guys in that small tent on that lovely day so um yeah that's really cool i can definitely that was that was an unforgettable show and my first stage dive your first stage dive yeah yeah my first crowd stage dive i don't know what you want to call it. crowd surf crowd zach's first crowd surf a download yeah my claim and you survived, which is really, really important. And I survived, but, but a, a guy after the show told me that I, I had fallen into his like plate of mac and cheese, so that didn't survive. <laughs> no, but it would have gotten the It's all good. Um, what, what are your favorite tracks or sections on the album, and why would that be if you had to say those particular tracks or sections? I would say, um, I would say probably my, you know, it's one of those things where, um, over time over the last year or two listening to the finished record where it's always changing you know? yeah. i would say i i would have to go with golden tongue and zach might have the same answer just because i think that song is really kind of the perfect encapsulation of where we're at as a band in our writing style and our kind of um aesthetic and vibe and i i think that's just kind of the perfect encapsulation of what we're yeah doing right if i if someone asked us what is hemped i would play them golden tongue i and at least i would personally the other song i'm i'm really into and i'm looking forward for people to hear the recorded version of is sneaking around because it's a really yeah. fun one to play live and it's cool because it starts out you know kind of with this broken down kind of ethereal sound yeah that gets into it. this hard rock and stuff so i'm excited for people to listen to that one that's cool and also have some from the singles that i've heard there's some fantastic guitar work from yourself there and guitar ties is there a, a particular moment on the album for, from your guitar work that you're really proud of i would say um which is not going to be a single it'll be out on the album 25th what zach mentioned the guitar solo for on this on our song sneaking around is definitely my favorite solo on the record so i'm really excited for everyone to hear that but um you know all the songs I'm really proud of the guitar work that I did. I think that, you know, everything fits perfectly. It's one of those things where, you know, listening, you know, someone asked us, you know, you had a lot of time to sit with the record because of COVID and, and, you know, there was a delay in the release because of COVID. Did you want to change anything when you were listening to it after it was already finished? Cause it was a, it was basically like a year and a half, you know, between us finishing the record and, and now it being released. And honestly, going back, there's really nothing we would change. I think the album came out exactly how we how we wanted it, and uh, and I just can't wait for it to come. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I think that's a really interesting point that you've just mentioned, actually, because you've just mentioned that the album's been complete for a long time, and if people come up to you going, "What about this? What about it? does that?" Almost, I don't know, get into your head a little bit. You have to remain so strong in what you've done, and, and obviously. That, that that is the right product and not go back and tweak anything and almost kind of undo any good work that you have done on, on that previously. We're very headstrong when it comes to Yeah, I think yeah. I think you know we just I think we made a, a a great record that we love. And I I think when you do that and when you're just being true to yourself about the music you're writing, the way you produce it, and then the way it, you know the mixing process with Cursed Sword Algae, I just 
there really was never a moment where I went, oh, maybe we should have done this or done that. Um, because I think we just did exactly what we wanted to do. And um, and yeah, there's there actually really hasn't been legitimately any moment where I've listened to the record back over the last year and thought, oh, I wish that sounded different or something, I th which is which is great because actually I can be I, I can be like that, like when we're doing demos and, yeah. and rough mix and stuff, I'm always like, oh, that snare sounds bad or we should change the bass sound. But I think the record just came together perfectly and there's really nothing about it I would, I would change. In terms of studio um, tales, is there anything that was that you can report that was really funny in the show? I don't know, maybe like a, I don't know, someone getting pizza stuck on their face or any, I don't know, any kind of cool stories from the studio. Studio? Um, I mean, I remember when I think about gold, recording Golden Tongue a lot because at least when we did the demo, we were in, in Nick's apartment and Nick lived in this um, really tiny apartment in Hell's Kitchen mm -hmm. in New York. <laughs> I recorded the vocals in his closet, which wasn't the best smelling closet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to out you, Nick. No, it's a closet. Um, and uh, but but I remember coming up with that like auto tune part yeah. in that in that room and being like, he was like, let's just throw a lot of throw a lot of auto tune on you. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I mean, we have we just have a lot of fun when we record stuff. And I'm sure if I thought about it more, I could think of a million different stories. There's just the best part, honestly, is when uh is there's two things. There's there's Zach when he messes up singing, and then there's all when I when I'm prepping the sessions, there's all these kind of like curse words I have to cut out yep. on the vocal parts. <laughs> And same with Nick. He does that too, where he'll do a fill and he'll mess up the fill and you just hear him yelling on the drum track, like the F word or something. So those, those are always funny when I'm going back. Because when, when we're putting this on together, those, those things can get buried a lot in the in the kind of rough mixes that we do before we before we really prep it for a final mix. So then when I'm going back through and I'm listening to all the tracks sold, I'm like, oh, I got to cut that out. I got to cut that out. Well, yeah, it's always when we're when we're doing our gang vocals, it's always like you'll hear me go like up, up. And like yeah. with all the with the reverb, like up, yeah, up, yeah. up, up, up. Like it just it's it could be a bit distracting. Oh. So like you got to cut that. It's funny, though. I, you should make a um just like a, a super cut, yeah. a super cut of all of like my yells and yeah. the outtakes and like Nick's screams and that would be fun. I think people would be into that. <laughs> that that's what's coming up on the one year anniversary of the album yeah, next, exactly. next year. Right, uh, this bonus cut, pretty cool. <laughs> Where have you guys kind of pulled the inspirations from for your lyrics or you know or what you do? Is it simple things like I don't know, taking a walk in New York or I don't know food shopping? Is there anything that you kind of take from those day to day activities? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it comes from stuff like that, you know, just just our own lives and what we've experienced. But then I, there's kind of two approaches to lyrics. I think we have, you know, sometimes, you know, for example, Living Dangerous was one where the lyrics were there from the beginning. There was a kind of this concept of this idea of living dangerous. And then the song evolved around that. And, you know, that was kind of um about you know the experience we've had you know touring and having fun and, and being out with our fans and this kind of you know uh kind of an homage to you know this lifestyle that we've been living in the band so that's a perfect example of something where like the ly the lyrics really came first and there was yeah. a whole there was a bit of a story behind that but then there's other tracks where you know sometimes we're writing lyrics that we think maybe the music might come first and then the music has a vibe and then you then you want to kind of and that changes your mindset to be in a certain mood about writing lyrics, you know, so, in, in something that you might be a little bit out of your day to day life. Like uh, 
like a song like welcome me in was more kind of we had the track and then it's yeah. like how do we this 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 is fun there's funk in it there's aggression what can we do to you know highlight the feelings that we get from the song and i i really like that one it's almost like you can come up with the melody or the con or the song and then the it's like it's just this feedback loop where then the emotions from the track that you're hearing put you in a headspace where you might not actually think like that in your day-to-day -day life so it's a little bit of a combination of of you know taking our own life experiences but then also getting some feedback from the, our own kind of artistic creation within the music and then going to almost like a different world that we can then write lyrics through something i'm, I'm going to touch obviously we briefly touched on downloads it, it's really strange to think i think the year was 2021 when i first um interviewed yourselves um in regards to um one, one of the singles that came out uh, i'm trying it's really bad no, me, i'm trying dangerous. uh was it let me i'm just gonna ask this is really bad because i can't remember it but it was one of the summer tracks that had come out. Oh, Hot oh, Summer Dreams. That yeah. was it, Hot Summer Dreams. Apologies. Um, and obviously, we're talking about you guys being announced for download, and it feels really strange that it was that time. And then last year, you guys made your European debut from the first London show, and then obviously download and the European run. Talk me through, how, has that kind of settled in now? Has that kind of sunk in going, we, we did that, and what, what memories to have? Yeah, definitely. It's it's um it's something that I think we talk about a lot. We're like, wow, like we 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 really did that. Like we can say that we've played Download and Rock Am Ring and Rock and Park and opened for bands like Iron Maiden and Shine Down and you know Tremonti, Theory of a Dead Man, and of course we played with all these you know shared the stage with all these great bands at these festivals. Um, so it's something that I'll I'll never forget like I said I I I want to go back there when we have a record out so we can so people will know all the words and stuff cuz I think yeah. that would be really fun um but like memories I mean there there's just so many memories being being out there playing with Iron Maiden was um that was, was really special it just uh just just getting there and seeing all of Iron Maiden's big trucks and and like all the load and all the tour buses and stuff and it was um it was definitely one of those things when we came back and you know finally had a day after flying back to the states and like getting over the jet lag and stuff where it was almost felt like oh is that like a dream or was that real life? yeah just yeah, just right. to interact with you know all the different people and meet you know talk with the guys and shine down and and our fans too because we've had we have a lot of european fans and people that we got to meet at these festivals who have been following us for years, you know, and 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 so that was also it was great. so much fun to go back out in the crowd like after the shows. And a lot of people said that a lot of bands don't, you know, don't do that. And they were happy that we did. And and it, and we were more than happy too because you know we wanted to give thanks to them for giving us such a great experience. Every crowd that we played to was just so energetic and excited. And um it was it was a tremendous time. I I I mean, from our, we saw some really cool things. We got to go to Normandy. Um, I don't know if I would call it cool, but it was just, you know, very moving. Um, obviously going to Amsterdam was not a bad time and uh, we had fun. We just had a great run, great bands, awesome venues. Pat, our tour manager was killer. Matthew, I miss it. I miss it. It was fun. Yeah. Is there anything that you kind of learned from that? Whether it be, like you say, speaking to Shinedown, seeing I made instructs, even simple things like learning the way their crew do things was there anything that you kind of took away from from that summer yeah i think i think there was a lot i don't i can't really think specifically now of of minor details but definitely i mean 
anytime you you play with acts like that like Tremonti or uh Shinedown or or Maiden um you know you just realize the level of like professionalism and organization and showmanship that all those bands have um and that really rubs off on you I think as I I think any band who is is around that kind of energy and seeing you know not only are you know all these people amazing performers and showmans and they and they put on an amazing show for their fans and they mm they deeply care about there's also just such a high level of respect and professionalism for the the craft that they're doing for the music for everyone involved and yeah i think just when you when you get to be around that and see that it definitely changes you know it definitely inspires you to up your game on you know wanting to get closer to that level and then and then be able to do it like those acts do it yeah i mean there you see you see how hard these crews work every yeah. single time put these shows together i mean i one of a, another highlight i'm remembering now is we got to at rock am ring we got to watch shine down from side stage and uh, because we we got friendly with hoogie the bass tech and i got we got to watch him do his thing during the show and i thought that was one of the more like eye-opening experiences I'd have just just watching him prepare the bass for the next song and tune it up and do that and give it to him quickly then take the guitar and tune that and wipe it down you know just watching him was so interesting and it's not something that people see because it's off stage yeah. uh, but see a show from his perspective pouring rain in Germany mm -hmm. 48,000 strong screaming for Shinedown that was a that was a really cool experience it's really unfair me to say what was the number one show so if I said to you your top three shows from the European realm yeah. I'll, um, I'll make sure that definitely hellfest would be one because mm. we got that was the only festival where we played the actual main stage yeah. and um we played hellfest and i don't even know how many people were in the audience i it mean it wasn't was, too it, hot either it, it was nice yeah and it was you know it was on the main stage which was which was amazing and that was our last festival of the uh tours our last yeah, show last so mm -hmm. so that was awesome you know i think the last show is always kind of a big show and then i think our first show rock and park at rock and park well we had one show that was a warm-up gig in london but our first festival rock and park you know was another one of my favorites because the, the german fans are insane the crowd was amazing yeah. and you know there were definitely we don't I don't really get nervous for playing shows ever you know in the states you know because it's something that we've we've done so many times and something that I just love to do and we all love to do but being over in europe overseas totally different experience you know um it was a whole different world so there that, that show there were definitely some kind of nerves for the first time in a while playing and then we just went out there and killed it and had an amazing show to just start um to just set the tone for the tour and so that show was really awesome and, uh, so there you I go i clocked it i clocked it <laughs> And then uh, I didn't even think of that until you guys pointed it out. And then um, I, I would say probably download too, because download was kind of right in the middle there of our tour. And I thought the fans, there were amazing. I love that tent we played in, you know, it seemed small from the outside, but then when you were in it and realized how many people got packed in there, it was crazy. And it was just such a cool vibe because it was kind of in this mini arena of a tent and also because Zach did the stage dive. Yeah. So that was definitely a highlight. I made too. them laugh on stage. You can see <laughs> our We Will Rock You video. There's a lot of footage of us playing at download. And you can see when I when I stage dive, you just have to look at Harrison and Chris. It's in particular, Harrison's just dying out there. <laughs> uh, I was like, how am I going to get the, you know, the mic or whatever? But we figured it out. We figured it out. Yeah. That is some cover, boys. I have to say, I 
caught a bit of the set, unfortunately, towards the end. Um, and that is some cover that I was, I just saw everyone, <laughs> everyone was in unison. That was really cool. Yeah, that was sick. You're right about this, that tent, though. It's, it's deceiving because having someone that goes to download pretty, you know, most summers, it's literally up the road for me. It's small on the outside, but when you get in, it's actually like ginormous. And Miles Kennedy played it the following night for his acoustic um, tour. So, yeah, really cool. Really, really good. That those are your top three. Um, what's what would you say to people that have seen you guys at shows recently, European Run, and they're still on the fence about coming on board the temp train? What could you say to them to tempt them on the on the temp train? Well, I think you know, I think the the biggest thing you know we want to get across is that we are and i mentioned this a little bit in the beginning but we're we're really you know forging a new path in rock you know we have our roots obviously like i mentioned in classic rock and you know we want to bring that same level of shows and performance but we're trying to you know we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we're trying to you know move everything forward and i think that you know rock really needs a refresher right now mm-hmm. um you listen to active rock it's pretty much been the same kind of sound for the last 10 15 years and i think you know i i see all these sorts of revolutions happening in uh r&b and rap music even in metal music there's all sorts of kind of new bands that come out with different sounds bringing new production to it rock to me really as a listener and a lover of rock music it's really kind of one of the only genres that has still been so stagnant in what it's been able to accomplish recently. And I think that, you know, with what we're doing with this record and when people listen to it, I think they'll, I think they'll really understand where we're coming from and that, you know, we want to keep bringing rock to the cutting edge with, you know, the same spirit, timeless spirit of rock music, but with having some more modern production, maybe having a little bit of more modern kind of songwriting structure or melodies, bringing in some different influences that aren't, you don't really hear in rock music, like in Sneaking Around or Golden Tongue or Welcome Me In. We have funk elements, bass lines, stuff like that, where we really want to forge a new path to make rock music fun, make it a crossover thing again, make it something that can live on the top 40 like it it should be. And I think that's really our message for people who might be a, a bit on the fence is just, you know, the record will be on all streaming, which everyone has. So it won't even really cost anyone anything. Just give it a listen with an open mind. And, uh, and I think seeing a show too helps. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. we, you know, we, there's really two elements to the band and, you know, one is obviously the record and the work we put into that, but we are really a live band at the end of the day, as you've seen, and almost everyone, everyone who's been saw us on the European tour in the States has seen like, you know, it's very, I don't think it's ever happened where you've played a live show and the crowd hasn't loved it or been into it. Yeah. So um, if they haven't seen a show, come see a show, because I think that will change a lot of people's minds if they're on the fence a bit. The energy is infectious. Even <laughs> if you're not into the music, I still think you will like vibe with the energy and the performance and everything. Cause it's, it's we're just about having a good time. There's something that you just mentioned how some really interesting in terms of that no one's really re come up with anything new as a such. And you you guys are not afraid to put these funk elements in. Do you almost feel like that's a free hit for yourselves? Because with all due respect, obviously tempt to a band that are starting to build a name, they're not necessarily like an I made. If I made them put out an album of that sort, it would probably turn a lot of people off potentially. Whereas you guys have almost got that free hit to do that. Yeah, no, yeah. I I think totally. I think that's, you know, and that's something where where i where i'm really confident and excited about the response that this record will get when it's finally out because i i think you know obviously we have our kind of diehard group of fans that 
have been following us on this journey forever. And, and I think they understand that like, you know, this really is who we are. You know, I don't think, you know, it's not, it's not like we're, you know, it's not like we're trying on purpose to, you know, oh, let's just like force, you know, a pop thing in here or force a funk thing. It's like, this is really all our influences from, you know, classic stuff to the stuff we listen to now, which is, you know, The Weeknd or Bruno Mars or whoever, you know, and we love all this stuff, all the music that comes out now. Like we listen to Top 40, we listen to rap, we listen to electronic music. So we just find what we think works and what we like to hear. And that's really why I think, you know, this record preliminarily between, you know, with people who've heard it is getting such a good response already because, you know, it's, it's authentic. It's who we want to be. We're not trying to force anything. It's exactly where we want to be. And when we were playing, you know, shows, the songs that seem to go over the best with crowds, even a crowd like Iron Maiden, who's a metal hard rock audience, or when we played at Hellfest, you know, we played after, uh, basically like a screaming death metal band um you know the songs that still went over the best were songs like golden tongue or welcome me in or these songs that ha or burn me down songs that are combining these elements because i think it's just a fresh sound that people haven't really heard before so um yeah i think i think that's true and 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 you know this is really where this is kind of the vision for the band and where we want to be so you know, I think if any act does something that's truly authentic to themselves, I I don't think it would, I don't think it turns anyone. I think Iron Maiden, even if they somehow were able to do some type of R and B album, but it was truly inspired, like they weren't just forced through. If it was yeah. truly them, I think I think they could pull it off. I don't know. I don't know what it would sound like though. <laughs> Those fans are loyal. I feel like they could they could put anything out and people would be into it <laughs> at this point. Um, aside from music, what what other passions do you guys have outside of music? um well he's a huge sports fan. i'm a huge sports fan yeah i'm a yeah. big baseball fan in particular um i love to cook i like to work out i like to go on runs um i'm just like i honestly when i'm not doing music i am he's not very interesting when he's not doing I, i'm not like and it's true i i mean i mean you like to cook i mean i just when, i'm, I'm when... sitting and watching a yankees game like pretty much whenever i can be <laughs> it always amazes i will say it always amazes me when like you know, knowing Zach for so long and then like seeing him on stage and like we do these shows and he has this, he's just like this, has this amazing energy and he's like showman and he's going crazy. And then to like hang out with him, like when he's not doing the band thing and he's just like this totally like. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty chill. I, I, I get that response a lot. Everyone's like, how are you, how are you like that on stage? And I'm like, maybe it's a different version of me, but it's still. I me. think you just have like a certain it's... amount of like rock star in the tank. That's like, then you. You, you just do it all Flip for the switch. fans. And then when you're on your own, you got to like recharge. You got to, got to recharge and watch some Yankees baseball. <laughs> for me, I, I, I do. I I'm a big skier. You know, I, I was, I, I haven't much recently because of COVID, but I was always really into, you know, surfing. I did jujitsu for a while and uh, I play video games still. I know that's kind of like a nerd activity, but I, I'm into that. Who cares? And then, uh, and I'm also a big reader of like philosophy and, and history and stuff. I'm kind of like a history nerd. Yeah. Hey, you, it's cool. You like what you like and there's no, there's no wrong along <laughs> to it. Go, go and do what makes you happy. Exactly. Uh, what's next attempt? What, what, what can we expect from yourselves? Obviously the album is next month, 25th August. Right. Yeah. And that's when we have Golden Tongue coming out then as well as a single. And also, of course, we'll be on the record. And we're actually um, 
uh, what's today? Today's the 14th of July. So we're actually in three days going to shoot the Golden Tongue music video, which yep. is going to be amazing. That's um, immediately next. Yeah, <laughs> which which we have a really cool idea for the video. I think it's going to look great. It's going to be, I think, a very kind of revolutionary looking video. So I'm really excited for that. And then we can't really say anything right now, but we do have touring planned. So once we can get that out, we are going to be touring very soon. Um, and then hopefully try to go over to Europe next summer. We're trying to work that out as well and, or get back there whenever we can as quick as possible. So it's really just like golden tongue, focus on album release and then touring. And yeah. that's, that's really where pieces just, are falling. Into yeah. Place. We're kind of in just full yeah. steam ahead mode right now on autopilot in a way. Definitely. I haven't got anything else to add other than when the album comes out, it's what UK rates about 11 pounds streaming. American US dollars about 15. Go go and stream it. Go and add it in. Give it a try. If you don't like it, you haven't paid any less. You haven't paid any more. That's all I have to yeah. say to people. Go and check listen it out, guys. It's a free, it's a free hit, right? You're paying your subscription anyway. So just throw a tempt album Heck in there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, guys. Guys, I wish you all the very best for it. And thank you once again for your time. It's lovely been catching up with you. It's been been too long. Hopefully, we'll get to see each other soon. Absolutely. Thank awesome. you, Rob. To you Good to see you, man. No worries. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Very quickly, I just want to give a massive shout-out to um, Valeria at Duff Press, Better Noise Music, and, of course, Zach and Harrison from Tempt for everyone putting in their time and efforts to help bring this episode to you with the interview. Uh, massive thank you to those guys. I wish Tempt all the very best with their self-titled album. Um, honestly, I've touched on downloading the interview and I'm going to play your track, We Will Rock You, which is Temp's cover, which was played at download. And from what I saw of Temp's show, unfortunately, I, there was other things going on on the day, interviews, etc. at download for me. Um, but I was very lucky enough to catch, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the, the set. This track, seeing it live, encapsulates everything what Temp's are about. High energy, good fun. Make sure you check them out. Please, please, please go and stream the album at least when it comes out the 24th of August. It is called Tempt. It is self-titled and it's going to be amazing. Thank you very much. Here's We Will Rock You and I will speak to you all again on another episode very soon. Thank you once again for your time and tuning in. Bye-bye for now. Mm -hmm.